Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast here with Robin Crane and Rachel Miller, mom of six children, seven-figure mompreneur, we might as well say it here, and uh, Facebook is extraordinary in attracting uh, qualified people to her business using organic reach, mostly. So um, that's what she's great at. But we, don't, we actually want to talk just about like moms doing business and killing it in business, even though we're moms and have children at home. Yeah. I love it. And I know that for me, I put this, no one put a ceiling on my head. Does that mean no one stops me from my, my husband's extremely supportive. My parents were supportive. I had an amazing childhood. No one put a ceiling saying you could only do this much. I put a ceiling over my head. I built it there. I put the mortar in and I want to like, I'm on a mission just like you are to help people, um, financial providers, women who are running businesses out in offices and also trying to run them from home. Like I, we, I'm on a mission to help you break that ceiling. Um, just like Robin is and love that we're here getting a chit chat together. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, tell me, cause I mean, we've done a podcast before, but I, I didn't actually go into your background besides the, the fact that you're a smart cookie. So tell us a little bit about, you said no one put a ceiling over your head and some people might say some people did. Right. But what was your upbringing and, and your background as far as growing up and all that? Yeah, uh, my parents are, we grew up a rural Pennsylvania. Um, It was a farming community. My parents did not, they had like a hobby farm at one point, but they weren't farmers. But I grew up in a kind of a very conservative, um, plain community. And uh, those of you who know, it's it's, an interesting way to grow up. Um, Very, very down to earth. Um, But my parents were entrepreneurs. And so they taught me to work hard. They taught me to have your money work for you. They taught me that you create what you want to have make happen. So like, if you want to make more money, well, then you have to get off your bum and go do it. Like, so they taught me amazing life skills. It's not, I'm not going to ask for a raise. I'm going to do more work to make that happen. So I had that in my ingrained into my head, which allowed me to, um, to become the person I am today for sure. I'm so grateful for them. Yeah, that's cool. My parents were definitely not entrepreneurs. My mom, uh, she was a preschool. Well, she actually was a stay-at-home mom until I was eight. And then she was a pre-kindergarten teacher. Um, very much like, you know, earning hardly anything. I think she made about $17,000 a year. My dad was a breadwinner. He uh, he worked at um, AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, as an engineer, you know, and doing, I'm sure, some sort of six-figure earnings. But my dad was a very good saver, Um, my mom was very much like whatever dad says, like, I don't want to talk about money type of person. Um, and, uh, both, you know, were really great savers and very good about not spending a lot of money and, and, and just putting money away, but not entrepreneurial. Although when my, my dad actually lost his job, probably in his fifties, he got laid off 
And then he became entrepreneurial and he started his own business and, and uh, in factoring essentially like getting people money. And he still does it today. At, I think he's 77 years old. So he's still doing it. He still likes it. It doesn't do much of it. It doesn't really have to, but he enjoys it. And that's kind of cool. But I, I definitely am more of the somewhat of an anomaly in the family of, of like running a business. So tell us a little bit, I, I think, how did you do it? Like with six kids? Cause you have six kids and you've also, I think some of them you had, and some of them you, you adopted, right? How many are adopted and how many did you have? I, I don't know how to say have, like, I don't know, our birth. They're all mine, but yes, yours, um, we are adoptive family and some of our children are adopted and it makes life a lot fun. Um, we have a set of triplets that none of them are biologically related. So it does make life fun of the six kids, three of them, that those three are the fun ones. So it, it does make life yeah, a little chaotic. And that. here's- I yeah. can't even process that. Wait, three triplets, they have the same birthday or just no, like same age? Same, within the same calendar year. So we call them the triplets because oh they're God. the same age, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's Sorry. it's fun. Triplets are just fun. And Which age are they? Huh? They're, they're currently fourth graders. Okay, so they're the nine-year-olds. Okay, yeah, keep going, keep going. Fun. So how how so, the heck do you do this? Yeah, it's honestly, create systems. Create systems in your home that allow you to be successful at work, create systems at work that allow you to be successful at home. And a lot of times people sit there and say, well, there's like this home life balance. And if you're a mom, I'm guessing that that's a bunch of, it's a crock, right? And it doesn't work like that. You have to, especially if you're running your own business or you're running, a, you're working and you're on commission salary where you're having to like, what you work is what provides. It's not like an hourly wage, right? If you're any of those that type of world, you have to bring work home. So how is it that you can bring work home and have harmony in your family while you're melding your life together? Because we are all multifaceted people. It's not, we're not like two separate people, a work person and a home person. We're multifaceted. We're the same person. And so how can we um, incorporate work into our home life and home life into our work? So for me, that means my daughter is in the other room because she's off school today. Yeah, not off school. She's doing, it's COVID school. So she's at home right now for school because of, you know, this one's quarantine exposure to that. You know, she's fine. Nothing's wrong. But one of my six is home with me and um, that th she's fine. She's in another room and my life and my work gets to continue. It's not like I have to stop everything because we have harmony. So what kind of systems can you put into life um, and home so you can have harmony between the two? So what, what systems are those? Like I have on my door, like, you know, recording, you know, like we're recording, but like, I, I know just people just still walk in, like it's, it's no big deal. And then I, I have, you know, I would say more than systems. I'm not great at systems, but I hire people to help me. Like that's my system is like have other people do shit because I don't even want to do dishes. Like here, I'm sometimes, you know, eating my lunch right here and I stack it up and then I bring it in at some point or my nanny comes in and I'm like, here, take these water bottles, please. And take my, you know, and if I showed you my desk, you would maybe. Oh, no, no, I, I get it. Part of it for me is actually this board. So if you're watching this on Facebook right now, there's a board behind me. It's not a YouTube or Zoom background. It's a actual physical board that's behind me. And it lets the kids walk in and you can't see them. And I could say, it's okay. Like they'll hold a sign up. I'll just be like, yep, you're good. I'll just say it in such a way you guys don't even know. And I can continue working. So I've got this as one of my systems that helps me. I also have like um, food. We found that whenever we had our house manager, um, whenever she was like cooking actual meals for us, we didn't like them. 
but how can I like, okay, I don't like the food she cooks, but she loves the kids. Like, do you know how hard it is to find somebody that loves and gets along with six individual personalities? Yeah, right. Um, she like doesn't ama- she works really well. She loves us. She she shows up and consistent. She's amazing. But her food. <sighs> so <laughs> but I need help with cooking. Like I need somebody to help with that. Yeah. So our solution, how can we come up with systems? We'll just have her chop everything. You know how much faster it is to make stir fry when everything's already chopped and ready to go? And you know how faster it is to create lunches when all of those parts are already in this lunch kit and all you have to do is grab them and stuff them together. And then she doesn't put 14 tablespoons of jelly on this. <laughs> but it's all there. It's ready to go. She's got it all in one. So she organized that. And that was a huge, massive gift, the systems around food. So think of other systems in your life. Where else can you add systems that just make things work more smoothly? So you can have a professional meeting and still have children quietly walk in and ask a question holding up a piece of paper. Those systems make it where I can be successful. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of having help with, with the food as well. And One thing we did is, I mean, my nanny, she only has two children to watch. So like, it sounds like nothing, but when I'm with the two kids, like I'm like stressed and like, I don't know how I I, I'm really not very good at juggling it. Like I'm not a very good multitasker. I'm supposed to be like a multitasker as a woman or something, but I'm not very good at it. Like, and I start to freak, like I'm done working typically five 36 and my husband, I have to go in his office every, every day pretty much and say, when will you be done? And if he says six 30, it means seven 30 typically, because he is like the worst at managing, not just managing his time, estimating time. So I'm like, okay, so he's saying 630. And then I still get frustrated, but I'm like, okay, he's going to be probably done at 730. And then I put the kid, you know, the baby on the Bjorn or whatever the carrier. And then Mav, my, my son, who's almost three, he's like on, you know, like mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, how, ah, like, I don't know how to do this. And um, my nanny like somehow manages to do it all day. Like it's very, very impressive. But what, one of the things that we do with food is um, we have gotten some of those like meals that you cook. Like, so one of them that we like is gobble. Be, it's not as healthy as I would like because, uh, I don't know, because it's not, but it is tasty. Um, but you can decide like gluten-free and this sort of thing, but they take 15 minutes. Like I've done the other stuff and it's t- it takes like 45 minutes. So actually she does most of it. And if there's something we just have to heat up, we just heat up. So my nanny does most of that. And then the other thing I just got, and I'll put the links here too, because you guys might want them. And I'm, I'm sure like you'll get an extra 25 bucks or something when you get it, but daily Rachel, you would love this daily harvest. Have you tried daily harvest yet? Um, we, that required me to clean my blender. No. Oh, well, I don't get the smoothies. I don't get the smoothies. I was, we did daily harvest for a little bit and I loved the concept, but then my blender was always dirty. So we now have powdered ones, which is a little (laughs) less healthy for you, but literally you just pour it into the jar shake and you're done. You don't have a blender to clean and the cup to clean. So, um, yeah. Well, I, 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 I wish it worked for me because I wanted it to, but <laughs> well, you might, you might want to try it again because you can get bowls. Like, so I get like the soups because I'm a total cheap chip. So even though we make good money, like I don't like to spend money on things I don't value. So yeah. I actually do make a smoothie typically in the morning, but I usually just put in the sink and my nanny cleans it. So that that's one system you can use, but, um, but also I use the Nutribullet. So all I got to do is just like kind of rinse it and it's pretty close anyway. And the rest I just put in there to soak. But um, I don't get the smoothies because I'm like, dude, like I can do that. It's not that hard. And like, yeah. how much does it take? So I, I'm, I don't want to spend eight bucks on a smoothie when I can buy all this stuff because I don't like to spend money on stupid shit, even though it's not stupid. But I'm yeah, no, I get it. But I will say the one thing I do like, um, they have these bowls and they have like uh, bowls and soups that you just pour water in. You, I like to do it on the stove. So it's a little healthier or you stick them in the microwave for five minutes and it's done. It's in like, you know, uh, paper 
paper type of bowl. So it's also biodegradable. So I would advise it. I'll put the links in here if anyone wants it, but I just started it and I'm pretty happy with it. But point is get someone to help you with those things. Cause I'll, I'll tell you this, Rachel, I often get this uh, objection from some of my clients, female financial advisors who are like, oh, well, I can't hire someone yet because it has to go through and they have to get, I don't know, background check and da, 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 da. So I can't hire my own assistant through the business or through work. And I'm like, okay, but how much are you doing around the house that you shouldn't be doing that could free up an hour a week? Hour a week is four hours a month or four hours a week, even better. And if you can hire someone for even 20 bucks an hour, four hours a week, that's 80 bucks a week. Like if you're telling me, oh, I don't have the money for that. Well, then you better find the way, a way to find the money. So you have four hours a week because you're making, you should be making more than that person. Way more. So you better if, be making more. Put those more. hours to that other thing. I love that. Yeah. So um, get them to do laundry, get them to do cooking, get them to chop your vegetables. That works for us as well. I'm getting to do stuff and then also hire people to do your work. I mean, I know. I love it. I hire people to do my work all the time. <laughs> We're actually what hiring somebody right now because we, uh, my EA, who has been amazing. I love her, love her dearly. Um, she's been with me for four plus years and she's moving on. So yeah, I'm in the hiring phase again too, but I know now what I, how valuable an EA is. Um, if you have the ability to even go through those compliance hoops, please do, because you're going to find that it makes such a big difference in your life and your business. You got, I mean, my, my, my big saying is stop doing stupid shit. Stop doing stupid shit. (laughs) It's very technical, but really like you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing and you've got to find ways to outsource and to um, just to have other people do those things because it'll free you up from the money making activities. And that's, what's going to make you way more money than hiring people or or even having the software to the systems or those sort of Mm -hmm. things. So that's key for busy moms, moms killing it in business. Um, What else you got? Well, um, I love, I love the system of using, especially since so many of us are online right now of using the board that I've got here behind me. Um, another thing is like the lighting, the, the little things of like the internet, making sure you have a backup internet on your phone. So if one internet source goes down, you're not having to scramble trying to, um, create that appointment with your client, um, show up to that appointment. You've got two different internet sources. I know for me, that has been a huge, um, having systems where failure proof systems, I think is my point that can help you work from home. How how do you, I I got a good question for you because I know there's a lot of, uh, mom guilt out there. Um, how do you deal with that? Do you get mom guilt? And yeah. And how do you deal with that? One of my kids is really good at milking me for it too. Lovely, but all the other moms go to the the PTA thing or the donuts with dad and like her kid. Like we don't. So um, we, I tell them that like basically their expectations. That if I, if they're having mom guilt, it's if they're imposing mom guilt on me. It's because their expectations are out of alignment. If I'm giving myself mom guilt, it's because my expectations are out of alignment. So I have to tell myself, what do I want my children to be when they're older? I want them to be grown adults who are independent and who can value work and value getting producing results, but also love their families and invest and spend time with their families and keep their priorities straight. And I truly believe you can have it all. Like I can be a mom who runs a business. I can be a good daughter-in-law and best friend. Um, And so I want to find ways that I can do that in all of those things. So 
So for me, I love to realign expectations. So what does a best friend look like? Well, a best friend may not be hanging out every Friday night. A best friend might hang out like once every two months and text each other a bunch because that you can do between tasks, right? That might be my version of a best friend. It might be different from someone else's. So for my children, I just have to like reevaluate or realign the expectations that we have on on ourselves and that we portray out to my children. So my children aren't going to have a fancy birthday party. Yes, we make a lot of money, but birthday parties are not that that for me is not something that's a good use of time. Building a memory that's going to last for a long time. So having friends over for memory activities. Yes. So like for me, what priorities now? birthday parties might be a thing for your family. So you have to think, what are those priorities that we're going to say, this is important. This is like fluff. And so when I reevaluate that and say, look, what's important is that you get to have friends over and you get to have friends over whenever you want them to come over. You can have eight friends over. You don't need to wait for a birthday party. That then takes the pressure off of me of performing this party for my children. And I'm only bringing that up because we, um, parties was one of those, well, all the other kids have party. I'm like, great. Well then you throw yourself a party. Um, (laughs) and if not, well, guess what? You had all eight of these friends over two weeks ago. So you're good. It's like realigning those expectations, um, for yourself and for your children. It sounds like you're also really good at giving them ownership. I mean, my kids are the, the two little ones are a little, little for that, but even still with, with my son Maverick, who's almost three, like giving them ownership to create what they want and like, Hey, you can, you can throw yourself a party. You know, you can do this. You can have this, you can create this memory. This is the second I start doing it for my, my 11 year old, I'm going to have to do for all six. Yeah. That's going to be a problem because that's a lot of birthday parties that mom has to plan. So it's just reevaluating expectations. The expectation here is mom doesn't throw you parties. I'm sorry. Like, but that doesn't mean mom doesn't love you. Like we're just realigning what we value as important. And for I feel like the mom guilt that comes up for me sometimes is just, just because, especially with the pandemic, like what's changed and having them home and, and seeing me. And and now my, my littlest one who's seven months right now, she's like, she sees me pass and is, ha, ha, ha. like, it's like, oh, oh, she doesn't say mama yet, but well, she kind of says it, but I still don't think it's real because she doesn't know it's, it's, it's me. But anyway, another subject, but I, I feel so bad. Like I want to be with her, but then I also know like, you know, and that's just a little, little baby, but I'm also like, I have to be the woman I'm meant to be. I have to give, I have to transform lives. I, to be the best mom is me being, when I'm at work, when I'm present with the the women that I coach and like helping them grow their business, like that makes me a better mom. And so I really do believe that like, I cannot be a great role model. I cannot be a great person. I cannot really teach them how to live a, 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 like an ideal life if I'm not living it. And for me, I need that fulfillment and everybody is different on that level, but like, I need to work to be fulfilled, like at a really pretty high degree. I think a lot of people do. And I think my parents did a really good job of modeling this for me whenever I was a child. And so I hope I model this for my children. And that is that like, you get to have fulfillment in like different things. Your, your fulfillment is not based on someone else's opinion of you. Your fulfillment is not based on what someone else expects you to do. Your fulfillment, your worth comes from what you define that as. So if you are defined and your relationships are important to you, but my parents showed me that they're going to go work now and I'm, I'm part of their lives. I'm important to them, but I wasn't going to 
like take over their work time and they were self-employed. So I saw them working and it didn't take away from my relationship with them. So I guess I had that as a, a framework to tell me that it's going to be okay if my kids are independent and they're going to learn how to make their own sandwiches. And they're going to learn how, when the bus forgets them, I could come rescue them. Or I could say, I think you guys can figure this out. Let's see. You're only a mile and a half away. You guys can figure this out. There's yeah. no, like, and getting to watch my 12 year old figure that out and then come home with this great sense of pride because I did have a meeting and it would have been inconvenient if I canceled it. And he was old enough. He could figure this out and seeing him come home with that pride was just amazing. Right? So I want to give my children those ex experiences that they would not get if I caved in to that mom guilt um, bit. Let's hope he didn't hitchhike, um, but I'm glad he figured it no, out. He didn't hitchhike. <laughs> very, very cool. I love that. I love that. I think there's so many things. I, I actually, um, I think had kind of a, an opposite upbringing. Like I told, like I, like I mentioned my mom, you know, she was stay at home mom till, till I was eight. And then she was a preschool teacher. So my, what I had to go through in my head was in before uh, this, this actually happened years ago when I couldn't get pregnant, we were having trouble getting pregnant for like five years. And I remember I actually did this NLP thing, neurolinguistic programming with someone who was like coaching me to like, get out of all this, these issues that I had in my head around, it was okay to like be a successful business owner. And like, I didn't have to let go of that to have a baby because it was like, internally, there was something like there was some conflict where I think I I really believe because my mom was home so much. I was like, I have to be a mom who's with the children all the time. How can I do that and still run my successful business? And so that conflict, I think potentially, you know, prevented me for getting for, from getting pregnant. And then I remember like really letting go of that and just being like, you know, it's not about the amount of time that I'm with the kids. It's about the presence, like when I am with them, that I'm truly present with them and that um, I'm a great role model. And like I said earlier, like I can't do that if I'm not being fulfilled in what I, what's important to me. So um, I think everyone has their own story and their own influences, but there, there's always those inner conflicts with women anyway. Um, but I know we both got to go to our next thing. So um, any last, last comments, last, uh, last advice? pieces of advice. You get to, if you're building your business with your children, you get to model what that looks like to have your money work for you. And that for me, watching my parents do that has been priceless for me in my life education. And it's been priceless for me watching it happen in my children, watching the light bulbs come on. They're like, oh, well, if I, if I do this work, then I can earn like my son. If I could do this work, I can buy a leaf blower and then I can make more money because so he's already learning those lessons by us modeling it. So please work with your children, because if your children see you working, they get to have that experience where they never would have if I worked in an office and I wasn't bringing my work home. So thank you for awesome. having me, Robin. Check this is so fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Very, very fun. Check out Rachel Miller. You can find her on all the channels, Facebook. all the places. Um, Moolah Marketer, right mm -hmm. on Facebook. You can check out Rachel Miller on Instagram as well. Um, and uh, check her out. And hey, be a good role model for your kids and go go make things happen in your business. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.